Hello and welcome to episode 8 from series 2 of George and Charlie off the bridle. A lot has happened on the racecourse since we last convened and we're not done yet for 2020 with the Melbourne Cup around the corner. So it's time to catch up once more with George Scott and Charlie Fellows. This is Off the Bridle, sponsored by the Fitstairs Club, a Mayfair establishment where you can watch sport and racing in luxury and comfort. I'm Tony Rushmer, and with me are the respective trainers at Eve Lodge and Bedford House, Messrs Scott and Fellows. Hello, chaps. Hello. Hello. We're actually recording here at Eve Lodge, so I feel that entitles George to get us underway, not least because he's been in cracking good form of late. Five winners from nine runners, Scotty, during uh, mid-October. They're running well. Testament to everyone's hard work, I suppose. Uh, it's, we were just talking earlier, it's been a bit of a funny year. And um, on reflection, I'd say there was an um, underlying issue or two going going through our horses, uh, which we've worked hard to put right. And um, consequently, yeah, we've had a really nice uh, last few weeks. Charlie, your horse is running well and it's hard on, not to... Hold on, hold on. He's played that down a little bit. He's absolutely flying. That was a very boring response to that question. I thought <laughs> you could really get stuck in and go on. They're running absolutely brilliantly. Yeah, they are, to be fair. Like, it's nice when, it's nice when they're hitting the line. They're, when they're winning, they seem to be absolutely hosing up as well. And uh, talking of hosing up, uh, your namesake really did do that at Wolverhampton, didn't he? We were getting a bit overexcited, I think, afterwards. He's, he's got good horses. <laughs> for, those, for those new listeners, we should just say we're talking about the Equine Charlie Fellows, who's part of the Off the Bridal podcast syndicate, who won by seven lengths plus at Wolverhampton the other day, didn't he, George? Yeah, he did, yeah. And do you, do you know what? He jumped out and he didn't really give us a moment's worry. And, uh, you know, it's going to be, time will tell as to what he's beating and, but not many horses win win races by that distance, and he's gone and done it twice now. And under a penalty as yeah. well. Like it's not easy winning under a penalty. To do that and win it by that distance under a penalty was pretty impressive, and backed up by the clock as well. Absolutely, you know, and he's probably he's going to dip. His, well, we're going to see how he is over the next couple of weeks. But you know, due, due to where we're at in this in the year, there aren't many options. But we are looking at a listed race in Shanti. Um, over five and a half, five and a half furlongs. So, uh, provided he's in good health and it makes sense financially, we, we might we might have a go. We should just say that this is the podcast syndicate that George and Charlie are running between them with uh, equine namesakes at uh, Eve Lodge and Bedford House. And Charlie Fellows the horse has now run eight times, and I think he's been in. He's not been. I think his worst finish is fifth, and he's been in the frame maybe. Six of those eight times, he's given great value for his uh, owners, hasn't he? They must be loving it. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, it's I, I know I, without sort of lowering the tone, it really is a shame that a horse like that could run so many, so many plates, run so many placed efforts. And I think the, the price money he's picked up is pitiful, isn't it? Really? Do you think the cheap pieces have been the key, or do you think he's just feeling do you think maybe he was slightly under the weather early on or yeah i don't know i think this might have been a bit of a per- per- perfect storm in the sense the horses have suddenly come into form cheap pieces sharpened him up um you know and as i say we'll just have to see what he's beaten but um it was bloody exciting and uh he's a, definitely a sprinter to look forward to next year 
Forever. Charlie. And it is absolutely wonderful. A horse called Charlie Fellows is actually talented, which is great. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet you've loved that. But... I can't work out whether I'm jealous that I'm not training it or whether I'm absolutely <laughs> delighted that it's called Charlie Fellows and that he will go down in memory on the racing post recorded that he's actually quite good. <laughs> Moving on to horses that are quite good, in fact, better than quite good. Let's mention Prince of Aaron, Charlie. Let's start with him when, when reviewing your last month. Just days away from the Melbourne Cup now, which we will talk about later in this episode. But let's look back first to that run in the Caulfield Cup a week or two ago. Wow, we ran an absolute corker, didn't he? Fourth, um, but close up fourth. He did. He, he ran really, really well. Um, he, was, he got drawn way out wide, uh, which... It's fine in the Melbourne Cup because if you know Flemington, it's got a beautiful long straight and you have a long way before the first bend. So you have loads of time to sort yourself out and pick where you go in. Um, But in the Caulfield Cup over a mile and a half, it's quite a tight track and a wide draw is a big disadvantage. Uh, It's completely different. And both me, uh, or Prince of Aaron and Anthony Van Dyke were drawn out in the car park. And we had planned to try and go forward, but... Although he broke well, he probably didn't have the tactical speed from the gates to go and sit forward. And and quite rightly, Jamie Carr, who is the new jockey, decided that she'd take a pull, drop in and ride a race. And if it happened, it happened. And if it didn't happen as it didn't happen, then at least we weren't going to bottom the horse uh, trying to win the Caulfield Cup when really the Melbourne Cup has always been plan A. Um did I expect him to run home as well as he did? Probably not. Not off a slow pace anyway. Mm. I was even slightly shocked by that. Um, and it's, 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 diff- it's, it's got a different feel to it this time. And I've trained him differently for the race as well because last year, the last two years, we've had to be going out there absolutely A1 because he's had to win a race to get into the Melbourne mm. Cup. This year, I haven't need to do that. This year, the race he's got to win is the Melbourne Cup. So we've gone out there with a bit more improvement in us. Uh, the Caulfield Cup will have brought us forward, um, both fitness-wise and mentally. And he's in a good place at the moment. And I've just, I don't know, the race is falling apart a little bit as well. We'll come to the race. As yeah. I say, I want to save a little bit of that for uh, for later in the episode. Um, talking about... You know, the other horses at Bedford House, happy with where they're at? Have they had a good October for you? You've had some winners and some good performances as well as uh, Prince of Aaron? They're running great. They're running really well. We've had a few, we've had, yeah, quite a few winners after a really quiet patch, which is unusual for us. Like, I'd like to think that we are relatively consistent. Obviously, we go through hot spells, but even when we're a bit quiet, we still fire in the odd winner now and again. And we went through a really quiet patch. And I don't think there was anything wrong with them. They were running well. We just got a bit unlucky and a few things went wrong and it just happens. But they're now back firing. We had a couple of... Anassis obviously won the listed race at Goodwood. Amarillo Star, off a, a long layoff, went and bolted up at Goodwood on the same day. And she then... The, Anassis then backed up with an unbelievable run in the in the um, champion sprint. I was going to ask you, were you really pleased with that? She's run a belter there, hasn't she? She ran a huge race. She did the la- f- quickest closing two furlongs. Um, she, 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 and that's all after, six days after winning on heavy ground. You know, that takes a seriously, 
seriously tough filly to do that. Um, and she took on some of the best sprinters in Europe uh, and was far from disgraced uh, over a trip. There's probably a bit, you know, really she's a seven furlong filly. She's retired, sadly, as much as I've tried and oh, begged. Okay. And <laughs> yes. I've literally done everything to try and convince them to keep her in training. Um, but quite, I understand, like she's worth a fortune yeah. now. And Galileo is not getting getting any younger, and who knows how many crops he's going to be able to cover. And I think they want they want to get her covered by him as early as they possibly can. And so sadly, um, sadly, she's not going to be. She's she's going home, I guess, in the next couple of days. Um, but she's um, yeah, she's retired. But oh, that's a blow. She's been a bit of a favourite of the podcast over the last year and a half, and uh, it must have been when she's on her way this week. Is she? She's she'll go home on. this week at some point. Oh. I don't know when. Um, but yeah, she'll go home, and she's been an. She's been such a star. She really has, and she is the n- nicest filly you could deal with. Like she's not, she's not particularly big, but she's tough. She's a proper Dubawi. She's got heart, big heart. My one regret is that she didn't win a group race, and I and I'm adamant that had she been drawn in the right place at Doncaster, she would have gone very, very close. And I think the run the other day has has backed that up, that theory up that had she not been drawn over the far side in the Skepta, mm. she would have gone very, very, very so close that day. You'll be looking at an empty box with a heavy heart then in a few days' time. Yeah, yeah. But we've got some nice horses that are all staying. And so, you know, the future's, future's bright, but um, uh, we lose a we lose one, one big diamond, sadly. You may have noticed that the last minute or two has been all Charlie Fellows. That's because we are a live, evolving podcast and our other trainer, Mr Scott, has just nipped out of the room to buy a horse, and which leads nicely into the sales season chat that I wanted to uh, open up with you guys. Uh, you've just gone and bought one, have you, at the horse in training sale? Yeah, I couldn't help myself. Um, <laughs> I was talking to a couple of sort of people connected to the yard, and we're just looking for a... We need a few more squad players, if you like. You know, we've got a lot of young horses who are taking a long time to get to the track, so... Just trying to bolster our our middle market, if you like. And yeah, we bought a Galileo off um, Aidan O'Brien, and, and she it's it's a sort of tried tried and tested path for us. We bought a horse called Elusive off him, who's by Galileo, who won at Glorious Goodwood. So um, twenty five grand, rated eighty one. He's only had six starts, so you know he should be a nice, fun middle distance horse for the future. Sorry, just I'm just. But what I really like about that is when you go to the horse in training sale, you tend to target. Maybe trainers you think you can improve one off. And I love the fact that our George Scott targets Aiden. Why not? I mean, he's he's an absolutely useless trainer. Certainly not targeting Aiden as such. But I do feel that, um, you know, once they're not that, once they're not making their sort of top, you know, their top wave of horses, then there's probably a bit of value in that market against them, though. Certainly not comparing myself or, or targeting Aiden in any way. Have you got an owner for the horse? Or is no, haven't got an owner. On spec? Yeah, no, he's bought on spec. So got a couple of people in mind. So okay. he's up for sale then by the sounds of he's it. He's up um, for sale, yeah. He'd be um, a very fun horse for someone. Very good. Talking of the sales, the, the October yearling sale, that looked to be red hot trying to get horses bought there, book one and book two. How did it go for you two guys and have you restocked? Certainly restocked to a level. I don't think there was too much action for me in book one. It was a ferocious trade. And I think all of us were sort of walking around as trainers in book one thinking, oh, well, next week it will be a lot easier. And then every time I walked into the ring the following week in book two, I sort of got hustled out fairly quickly. But 
definitely bought horses, but I thought there was possibility of us buying some more horses at better value. But I don't know how it worked for Charlie. Yeah, it was it was it was been a very funny sales season because um, the first few sales were were very weak. So Doncaster, Goffs, Ferry House, all very 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 viable, and I think everyone thought that. Tassels would be the same. Maybe book one would stand up because it always does. But book two and book three would be very, very quiet. And it just wasn't. It completely bucked the trend. Uh, it was a big testament to Tassels getting all the buyers in. And I think everyone would agree that probably the quality of horse there was was probably better than anywhere else as well. So it was very tough. Uh, personally, uh, do you know what? I'll be completely honest, I struggled. Uh, we struggled for orders this year. A lot of the people I'd normally buy for uh, are having a year off. Um, so I bought a couple on spec, which I've managed to sell. Um, but yeah, it was a it was tough for, tough for us. But I'm lucky. I have a lot of owner breeders that I train for, so numbers shouldn't be shouldn't be too bad. Um, but uh, as far as, as as horses bought at the sales is concerned, we I'll be down this year definitely. Well, I I kind of halfway through the sales season just thought that we've maybe buy a less yearlings and buy some horses in training because at the end of the day if you're sat at christmas with yearlings around your neck the reality is you're going to be you're going to have them in the spring as well and it's like almost driving it although the dream is fantastic that's what we live for it's like driving a new car off the dock you know it's a it's the regressive from there on and very expensive so Again, I was saying with Charlie, you were slightly, but we did, we bought slightly less horses. Definitely bought no, we definitely bought less horses because I didn't want the idea of having them round my neck. But I did say to you know we did put in the in the business plan that we buy some horses in training because at least if you're rating them yourself, they've kind of got some re- residual value. Um, so it's a safer bet. So I won't be buying any more yearlings, I don't think, and uh, try and buy a couple more horses in training. Yeah, I'm hoping to buy a couple this week, um, orders rather than on spec. Uh, it's always the best way to be. Yeah, I, 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 I'm just this year. Norm, like, look, for example, last year I bought probably the best part of 150 to 200 grand's worth of horse on spec. Uh, this year, I, I think I've probably yearlings. I bought 30 to 40 maximum. Okay. So a big, a big re sort of downgrade. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. this. You know, just it's just not a time. Uh, and I and I tried to dice. gauge opinion from owners of whether anyone would be interested and got a very lukewarm response. And as a result, I was just not, I'm not going to push Play the it. the cards you've been dealt, basically. Exactly. Um, but we have been uh, buying together, haven't we, for the for the uh, Off the Bridal uh, partnership, boys? Very we much go so. again. Tell us yeah, about... Yeah, we're going again. Well, I mean, to be honest, you know, it was backed by popular demand in a sense because a lot of people are in the syndicate. From last this year, we're keen to um, we're keen to go again. So Charlie and I, it's as Charlie said, with the times being particularly hard, you know, it's at least it's a horse that we know we can get sold. Some horses that we know we can get sold. So Charlie struck very early a filly that I haven't seen yet, but uh, an Ade filly. She's only just down the road. You can go and see her. She's at George's. Oh, is she. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she, right. She's. she's next um, door. I bought an Ade. At, no, no, don't you? You can't do that. You can't throw me a googly like that. You'll catch me off guard. She's not by a day. She's by our dad. Uh, our dad. <laughs> George bought me a uh, George. I bought an our dad filly uh, at uh, Ascot. At Ascot, but she's GBB registered, which is the new bonus scheme. 
uh, and gets us an extra twenty grand. Is it if she wins a if yeah, she wins a novice? Exactly. Um, and she just looked like a real racy two year old runner type a bit like what we aimed at last year you know i mean charlie especially he was we thought he would be a runner and he was ready early whereas george was more of a sort of scopey take our time horse and i think we've gone with a similar target this year i bought a racy filly um that i thought would make a nice two-year-old and hopefully we could get win the bonus with and you've bought a slightly more scopey dabrism cop yeah who yeah. Actually, I trained the sister too. Yeah, and I didn't know that until after I bought it. Um, but uh, yeah, the mayor, the mayor's, the mayor was rated ninety plus, and she's produced a, a ninety horse. And Charlie's sis sister to the this yearling go goes well. So he's a very good looking horse. You know, sometimes when you get horses back from the sales, you sort of curl up a little bit. But he's he's Where a beautiful horse Down here at Doncaster um, at uh, Newmarket out of Book Three. Okay. So he also qualifies for the sales race if he's quick um, if he's the good si enough. His sister is with me. She is enormous. She's by Siuni. She is massive. But she's done... You would look at her and you'd say that will never, ever, ever run as a two-year-old. She's done three or four pieces of work. She'll run this year. She's not bad. She's quite nice. Bit quirky, but she's she's got ability, definitely. Brilliant. Can we um, talk about how people can get involved? As you say, you've got some return stakeholders from you know, Off the Bridal Podcast 1 syndicate. But presumably there's opportunities here for people should they wish to buy into podcast syndicate number two. Oh yeah, of course. Um basically we're just gonna update the um the website off the com, And um, you know, we're gonna put the details up. It's just been a bit of a hectic few, couple of weeks since the sales have finished and I think share prices will be mu much the same looking doing the numbers the, last week. And uh, we're gonna set it up as a new entity, a new a new syndicate. And, you know, I've, we've already had, I've definitely sold 10 chairs already, so we're off and running and we expect to sell out again. Now, I know the turf season is nigh over, chaps, and very close to drawing stumps, but I do actually love this time of year, notably October, in which we get some really good two-year-old racing, which points to next year's classics. Charlie, I heard you talking about the... Uh, if you want to, you know, those the group one two-year-old races with a little bit of scepticism as if you might not have seen a star, a classic star in the making. Have they been as good this year? I'm talking about races such as the Dewhurst, the Phillies Mile, the Verton Futurity. Have we seen a classic hero or heroine for you? I, I, we, may, we may easily have seen a, the classic winner already. In fact, in all likelihood we have. But I don't think, I'm struggling to find a star, if I'm completely honest. Now, obviously, Aidan's, can improve significantly. And I don't think anyone last year would have said love would have been uh, at the star that she's been this year. So I think, I, I'm sure we've seen probably uh, the winner of the 1,000 and the 2,000 guineas. But whether there is a real star there, I, I'm yet to be absolutely taken with one. Uh, for me, I think the most impressive horse I've seen was Chindit of, of Hannon's. And I know he bombed out in the Dewhurst, but... I think that was very soft ground and I think probably a legitimate uh, excuse for him. And if, if I had to back one for the guineas now, for the 2,000 guineas, that's probably where my money would go. I think he's been very, very, very good. Um, so, but but there's nothing, I don't know, it just does not, they are lacking a, a big star this year so far. And I'm sure something will come up next year, but there's nothing that grits me. I don't know, I don't know if you feel the same, George. Um, well, I think it's sort of been well documented, isn't it? Aiden's two-year-olds haven't been rocking and rolling quite as significantly this year as, as in previous years. But 
Yeah, I agree. I do love that filly of Joseph's, that pretty gorgeous. But she's she's just such a um, cool filly, I think. She's gone to war all year against, uh, is it Shale, Donica's yeah. filly? Yeah. I one horse I will mention, who we haven't seen in a long time, but I forgot about him. It's Prince of Aaron. Is, <laughs> is Battleground. Yeah, he's a cool horse. Yeah. Battleground. Has he run since Goodwood? No, Not he seen. hasn't. And he, I ran against him in the Chesham at Ascot, and he is a monster. He's a big boy. And he was one of those, you're looking and you're just like, how the hell has that ready to run already? He could be anything next year. That's one, uh, but we haven't seen him for eight. We no. haven't seen him since Goodwood. We, um, we should just uh, take our, doff our cap to Mr. Bolger here, the 78-year-old trainer. What a star Jim is. And, uh, you know, he keeps finding good horses. A group one winner, and he bred a group one winner as well in yeah. France the same day as Max Swinney wins Gear at Doncaster up. and Gear wins in France. The, the yeah, incredible. Incre- and what a star trainer. The brother was causing a right ruckus at the sales, wasn't he? Gear Up's brother, full brother. Just like, he was a beautiful horse. Was a good looking horse. I think everyone thought, look, we might just nick this for 150 grand. And I think everyone had that idea. Yeah. Even, I mean, I was trying to put him up to a few people and then he went and made 350 yeah made a stack because they had him in a they had him in um in, in tats, tats island, island. They had him nice. in tats island it was a very clever move by his granddaughter he does a fantastic job and uh, he was just sticking out like a sore Who thumb was he by Tiafilio, full brother full brother right and wow. um yeah it was funny because i was sending pictures everything everyone was and 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 now who i i can't remember who bought him who bought him al donald or something i can't remember Anyway, he made a lot of money. In a, in a, you know, he would have been a, one of the yeah. good horses. And so now he's a brother to a Group One winner. He was, he, he's looking even more attractive. But Bolger's just a le- and he, you he's just a legend, hear, isn't he? He's a legend, the guy. He's a great, a great a breeder. Train. What a breeder! Yeah. And also one for the one for the old timers because you know Manning and Fanning winning Group One races, uh, incredible, and, brilliant. And those those boys, I mean, they're just those flat boys though. When they keep themselves fit and healthy, they can just go on and on, can't they? How old's Kevin now? Is he be fifty two? Would he? Kevin Manning? I wouldn't know. I mean, I mean he's, 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 he's old. Frankie's 50, isn't he? Yeah, he's a couple of years older. I think he'd be older. No, yeah. no, that's what I mean. He'd be, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Frankie's yeah. 50 this year, isn't he, as well? Frankie's 50, and I think a taste of lockdown has ensured that he uh, he's not going to be retiring anytime soon. Just a reminder, Off the Bridal podcast is sponsored by the Fitzdares Club. This podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, etc. So please do subscribe and you won't ever miss an episode. Also, you can keep up to date with what we're up to by following us on Twitter at Bridal Podcast. We're going to close episode eight by turning our attention to the Melbourne Cup. Now, Charlie, the last two years you've been at Flemington to see the Prince finish third in 2018 and second a year ago. So he's trending in the right direction. But can his army of followers and fans dream that it's going to be third time lucky? Oh, I don't know. Um, uh, it, it, it's, 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 it's just got a different feel to it this year. Are you finding it hard to get excited by it like you have in the past? I mean, I know that sounds silly because I know you've been there in the past and I've been to a build-up in the Melbourne Cup, but how do you feel sat here with the race coming up it's it's strange not being there is going to be really strange because like the, the, the whole build-up like I, i've never experienced a build-up like it um for any race ever they are they just they absolutely love it and there's you've got the parade the day before and you've got 
so many press conferences and the and it's just it is brilliant so it's going to be really really strange being here and watching it from afar um have i struggled to get excited about it no not at all i'm if anything i'm probably more focused on it this year than i've been in a long time simply because i know i'm not going out there so i know that you know i i I'm not going to be able to... Normally, I'd fly out a week before and, and I'd have a good handle on where he is and watch his last piece of work, whereas this year, that's not happening. But it's... So, Charlie, when does he train in the mornings relative to our time? He trains at night time. At what time? So... Did so you get a message every day at the same time from Alid after I get a message up? after he's worked at, every evening, just saying time? he's okay, uh, about nine o'clock. Yeah, just and then And then we speak... Uh, at about 7.30 uh, every morning after first lot, um, between first and second lot. Uh, and he, that time, Alid's about to have dinner and stuff like that. In the yeah, because I always remember when I have got horses in Dubai and stuff, like when you're really looking forward to, like, you know, they, they're always training at like three in the morning. So you're like kind of half waking up, yeah. trying to work out how they've got on. No, he, he's, he, he, so he's, he, he works in the evening. But he's just... The last two years, we've had to train him very differently because we've had to go out there and win a race before the Melbourne Cup. Whereas this year, we haven't had to do that. Um, the Caulfield Cup was very much a prep race and a race that I felt would bring him on rather than him being absolutely A1 for it. And so to run as well as we did in the Caulfield Cup against quite a lot of the horses we're going to run against in the Melbourne Cup was... It was a pretty big performance. Um, and I don't know, it's different. I just, I have never, uh, this hand on heart, I have never gone down there the last two years and thought we could win the Melbourne Cup. And this year, I feel like we've got a big chance. Wow. I've never felt like wow. that before. In which case, how are you, in those hours, in those hours leading up to the race, you're meant to be asleep and in bed. Do you think next Monday night into Tuesday, you're actually going to just not be able to to drop off at all? Are you just going to sit up all night until it's because it's in the wee small hours, or or actually it's the about fourish our time, half yeah. four? Um, I've never had any issues sleeping, so I would have thought I'd sleep fine, but I'll get up early, and I think we're going to have a few people over uh, to watch it, um, and yeah, just see. He's twelve to one. He's 12 to 1. Yeah, he's 12 to 1. Is he? His fourth favourite, I think. Fourth, fifth favourite. What's the shortest he's been in the past? Oh, he was he was 25 to 1 last year and 33 to 1 the first year. Oh, God. So, he, you know, and I thought Santiago was the horse to beat. He's obviously out. Tiger Moth of Aidens is a very good horse. And if he stays the trip, which he should do, he gets the three-year-old weight allowance, which makes him a big, big danger. And he's favourite. So Dragon A obviously won the Cox Plate the other day. I think I think Melbourne Cup would be a bridge too far for him. I don't think two miles, uh, especially if it's quick ground, would suit him. Very elegant, who won the Caulfield Cup. She's good, but I don't think she'll stay two miles. Anthony Van Dyke is good, but carrying that weight over two miles is hard. He's a bit of a fly in the ointment for me. Yeah, I think there's horse. there's three... The three there's three dangers. There's three horses. Uh, Tiger Moth, I, I think, is a big horse. Um, Surprise Baby, who's an Aussie-trained horse, who ran an, a belter last year, was a really eye-catching fifth or sixth and has been trained for this race. If he's in the same form, and it, there's a question mark over that. Who he's, trains him? 
He's trained by a guy called Paul Prushka. Right, okay. And then what, Joseph's horse uh, that finished third or fourth and got demoted that Frankie rode last year, He's he's got to be dangerous. He's a good horse. Um, he was the horse that took out all the ones on the inside and got demoted from second to fourth. Well, we'll all be cheering on the prince. Um, that is yeah, exciting, isn't exciting. it? I mean, what did you say last year, George? I remember you sort of waking up in a muck sweat, worried that you know that the horse might win or something. It was like a nightmare for you. But you know, how, how are you? No, I just it? said I woke up to watch it, and when he didn't quite win, I was went back to sleep happy. <laughs> on that note, time to finish. Um, thank you, chaps. That was excellent. We'll be back for one more final episode in 2020. Until then, thanks once more to our partners, Fitstairs. Thanks to Carl Homer. And thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.